But me and the Lord, we got an understanding. We're on a mission from God. How many of you have seen that movie? None of you should raise your hands. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, that's from the Blues Brothers. Um, the only reason I picked that is because I love, like if, if you watch this movie the whole time there, I'm like, we're on a mission from God. How many of you want to be on a mission from God? Whether it means that you look that cool, right? Like you wear a trench suit, you walk around. How many of us wish like if we were on a mission from God that we would look like that? Because then we would know that we're on a mission from God, right? Like, hey, you must be on a mission from God because you're wearing this, the thing that God gives you to wear, right? Like, um, I don't think God would condone smoking. So um, Sunrise Youth does not condone the use of cigarettes or tobacco or I'm, I don't know. Um, but I just want to throw this out there. Um, if any of you here are interested in, in being baptized, um, we believe here at as, as Sunrise Church that um, baptism follows a decision to, fo- to follow Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, right? It's, it's us giving our life to him. And, and baptism is that, is that public declaration of like, you know what? I'm, I'm out with the old and in with the new. I'm choosing to follow Jesus. Um, so if, if that's you and you have any questions about that, let us know. Um, but we're going to do it in the big church and we're going to join the others. Um, but I would love to walk you through that process. And, and, and I'd love to have you just be, be declared publicly that I'm following Jesus and I, I've made that decision. So if you have any questions, let me know. Um, so with that, um, how many of you had a good, good Thanksgiving? <laughs> There's like three hands. The rest of us had really sad Thanksgivings. How many of you ate way too much food? How many of you wish you could go back and do a second round and be like, I would punish it way more this time, right? Like some of us, like we just like, our strategies weren't solid going in. Um, I've heard you always got to do like the greens first and then move to the meats and, and like you layer it in, right? Like, um, and, and, I, <laughs> and so no greens, right? Just meat and potatoes. Um, I had one time I had a friend, um, I was at Thanksgiving with him and all of a sudden he starts shaking and I was like, what on earth are you doing? Like I thought he was like doing like the shimmy. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm working it down going for another round. And so I, I don't know if that works. Um, if you want to try it, um, let me know if it works. But uh, apparently he thought it did. Um, you guys, I'm excited tonight. We're going to close out the move, movement series, uh, the series from MYC. How many of you still remember MYC? Good, good. None of us have forgotten what God did there. Um, and I just want to say right now, I apologize if I sniffle, cough, choke. Um, I'm like on death's door, not like door frame, whatever. Um, I have a cold and I'm the biggest sissy when it comes to having a cold. Um, so I'll try not to spray anybody, um, but I, I'm just gotta, I'm kind of working through this. I can't hear out of this ear. So if you talk to me, talk to me on this side, left ear, remember left ear, talking to Pastor Tim, left ear. Um, so the first week we looked at being followers of Jesus, right? That there's this moment in our life, there's this moment when we come to baptism that we decide to follow Jesus, right? You can't, you're not a follower of somebody if you don't decide to follow them, right? Like, I can be like, man, I really like the way that Ryan dresses. I I like everything about him. Um, But if if I don't choose to be like, I'm going to start dressing exactly like Ryan, you would never know that I'm a follower of his, would you? Like... (laughs) I don't know. That's a weird analogy. Um, do it. <laughs> I wouldn't wear some of the shirts that you have. No. Okay. <laughs> um, 
But then there's this point that once we've been a follower of Jesus, we become a disciple of Jesus. Do you remember what that, what that difference was? What does being a disciple mean? Were any of you listening? No. It means you start to do what Jesus does, right? You start to, to say what he says, to act the way he acts. You start to become like him. We start to do what we see Jesus doing. And tonight I want to look at that, that in a, as a part of a movement, you're not only called to be a follower, you're not only called to be a disciple of Jesus, but you're called to be an apostle of Jesus. And we can look at that and like, isn't that only a fancy term for like the people in the Bible? It's not, you guys. Being an apostle means that we are obedient to do the things that God is asking us to do. One of the things that, that I love walking students through, I love meeting with people on, and, and one of the things that I can always say like, is an absolute victory in ministry is if I can get you guys to identify God's voice in your life. That's an absolute victory for me. If, if you can just be like, yeah, I know when God's speaking to me. I know when he's asking me to do things. I know those things. If you can say yes to that question, you can take that with you the rest of your life. That, that you don't need Sunrise Youth Group. You don't need Sunrise Church. That if God takes you and plants you in the middle of Iowa, and I hope that he does not. Um, there's nothing in Iowa. Um, or Nebraska. Don't go to Nebraska either. Um, but if he takes you and moves you there, you can identify his voice. Sorry, I really don't hate Iowa. That's just that's the butt of all my jokes. And I want you to know that God speaks to you. Do you know that? Do you believe that? That God speaks to you? Do you know his voice? If I were to ask you tonight, could you identify God's voice in your life? Could you identify when he speaks to you? Can you identify that? Do you know his voice? How many of us in this room... The thoughts in our head, the things that are going through, how many of us want to recognize God's voice in our life? That you want to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is speaking to you here tonight, now. All of us do. Otherwise, I'm like, why are we here? You know, like, if we just want to be a dodgeball tournament, that we, we can do that, right? Like, um, but I think all of us are here because we want to hear God's voice. We want to know when God is speaking to us in this place. Can you imagine what that would look like? Be like, man, I love God so much. He loves me so much. He never says anything to me. Wouldn't that be a weird relationship? Yet many of us settle for that, right? What would a relationship look like with be like, I love my wife so much. I know she loves me so much. I don't know why she won't talk to me. Like, would that, would that reciprocate the, the love relationship that I think is happening in my mind, right? Like, and one of the things that I think is cool is, is I've been married to my wife a little over 13 years now. I've been married for 13 years, you guys, and I'm only like 26. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but I can recognize, like this, you guys can all be talking. My wife could come in and say, Tim, and I will recognize her voice over all of your voices. But, it, but why is that? Not just the, oh, you're such a wimp. Right? Like, but why, why is it that I can recognize her voice over all of yours? <laughs> I've spent 13 years with her, right? I've spent time with her. I know her voice. I know how she says my name. I know, like, I know by like, how she says my name if I'm in trouble or not, right? Like, uh-oh, 
Like, that means I did something, or that means I didn't do something, right? Like, uh-oh, uh, I guess she's mad at me. She wants me to do the dishes, right? Like, so it's just some of those things I, I know by her voice. And as a parent, you gain this thing that's called parent ear, right? There could be a playground of 500 kids, and your kid just goes, ah! You're like, oh, my, kid, my kid's in trouble, right? Like, you're just like running around like, I know that he's hurt. I know that it's, this is my child. When they're in here screaming bloody murder, I can tell you when it's my kid screaming bloody murder over there, right? Like, like oh, that's Z right there. Like, you just, you start to develop parent ear. But not only that, is like, you can tell what type of screams they have. You can tell if it's joyful. You can tell if, it, if, the, if it's painful. You can tell if they're just annoyed. You can, tell, like, you can tell all these different things by just the sound of their voice. But it's, you guys, it's because I've spent time with them. A stranger's kid can scream, and I'm just like, oh, whatever. Right? Like, not my problem. Right? Like, that's, that's initially what happens. But when you think about it, I can't help but think how much truer this is for Jesus in our life. Do you guys know that God wants you to be able to identify his voice in your life? He wants to whisper your name and be like, hey, I love you. Are you listening to me? Jesus wants you to know his voice. And the thing I love about, like, when we start to identify Jesus' voice, like, any one of you could yell at my kids, and it's going to be nothing to them, right? They're just going to be like, who are you? And keep running, right? Like, but if I tell them stop, or I do a click thing, I don't know if you've ever seen me do that. I'll, sometimes it's really cool, like, training like, ant, like dogs. Like, sometimes all I have to do is this, and they're like, whoop. Like, right? Like, oh, oh, stop. I got, I, we got a click. Um, they're not like dogs. I'm just saying, but... <clears throat> But you yelling at, your, at my kids means really nothing to them. They're going to keep on doing what they're doing. Because one of the things when we identify God's voice in our life, when we know how Jesus speaks to us, we also know how he doesn't speak to us. We also know when the voice of Satan starts to creep in and says, you're worthless. There's shame in your life. Who are you to be here? Because all those things, fear, shame, doubt, regret, None of those are from Jesus. Yet that's the one thing that we let, oh, I'm so shameful. God, how can I spend time with you? God, you don't even want to spend time with me. That's the one voice that we listen to is the wrong one most times. And you guys, I'm tired of it. And I believe that God is too, because God's sitting there going, I'm trying to talk to you. Stop listening to that other crap in your life. My word tells you what I think about you. Believe that. Don't listen to the other things. I want us to identify how God speaks to you. Because when we identify how God speaks to us, then we can be obedient to what God asks us to do. I remember one time... I was at a conference and, and you guys know how things like MYC go, right? Like the, the, the speaker will come and he'll challenge you and then there's an altar call. And, and um, at this conference, the, the, they called all the pastors up and then the, like, the altar call happened. So there's this flood of students and, um, and it wasn't really like, go to your pastor, go to these things. And so this girl walked up to me and I had no idea who she was. And I remember in this moment of just thinking, 
I, I just kind of took a step back and, and, and just asked for wisdom of just like, Jesus, I don't know this girl from a hole in the ground, but I know that you're moving in this place. What is your word for her? And as I began praying over this girl, um, God gave me some very specific things about her and her family, and I started praying over them. And, and again, I didn't, I didn't know if I was accurate or not. And, and, but by the end of praying, like this girl and I, like we're, we're just like complete slob messes, right? Like she's bawling, I'm bawling because she's bawling. Um, and, and it's just one of those things where it's like, I know God is moving in her life. And, and, and at the end, she, she begins talking to me like everything you just prayed over and everything that you were, you're speaking out against is everything that I'm going through right now. And it was just one of those things that was so cool to me. It just brought, brought a smile to my face because it was like, yes, I heard God. I heard you. I heard your word for her. It wasn't because I knew her. Honestly, that's one of the things I love is like, I love it when other people pray over students. Like, another pastor can pray over Amy and Amy's just like, this word came to me, not because I know Amy, but because God knows Amy. Amen? And the funny part was, is like afterwards, it wasn't, it wasn't because I was wise or anything like that. It was because God knew what she needed to hear. And this girl like goes away and just kind of uplifted and like God spoke to me. And, and like 45 seconds later, she comes back and she's dragging in her friend. And she's like, he needs to pray for you. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like that, no, let's, let's, this is not a request line, right? Like she's just like, this is the guy you want right here. And it was like, uh-uh, oh crap. You know, like, it's just like, oh, here we go. I'm going to bomb this, this one. But um, and I just thought it was funny on how, like when, when God comes in, when God shows up, when we walk in obedience, what God can do in lives. You guys, being an apostle of Jesus means that we recognize his voice and that we're obedient to do what he tells us to do, to say what he tells us to say. How many of you know that's not always easy? <laughs> right? Like God can, can tell you, I want you to speak this into someone's life and you're like, <laughs> pick anybody else, right? Like, I don't like awkward conversations. Can I tell you, I don't either, but you learn to trudge through them because God is asking you to. It's kind of like the Blues Brothers, right? Like me and the Lord, we have a thing. I'm on a mission from God, right? Like it's just one of those things like you, you learn to, to walk in obedience. How many of you have seen the movie, What About Bob? Baby steps to the elevator, right? <laughs> Learning the voice of God is like baby steps, there's been times where I've walked up to people. Um, one time at MSU, it was right after I gave my life to Jesus. I was like walking to class and it was in the middle of winter. So you know it was the Lord because I didn't want to stop. And I was just, well, I actually found out I was not hearing correctly. But I see this girl on this bench and I'm just like, God wants me to pray for this girl. And so I'm like walking by and I'm like, okay, um, hey, you don't know me, but I feel like God wants me to pray for you. And so I prayed for her over this thing I thought was, and, and she looked at me and she gave me the dumbest look. It was like, uh-uh. And I was like, uh-oh, this is, like, how do I get out of here? God loves you. Like, right? And I just kept on, like, walking away. It's like, and, and I, I, I walked away, and I was like, what a complete failure. But I, I, in that moment, I heard God kind of chuckling, and he's just kind of like, okay, dude, you didn't hear me at all, but I appreciate the baby steps. Right? Like, it's just like, hey, at least I know you're listening. And it was like, okay, I bombed that one. Keep going, right? Like, and so it was just one of those things, like, God wants us to know that we're listening to him. Imagine you're, you, you're watching a football game 
and the football team, like everyone on the football team decides to run a different play, what's going to happen? It's going to be entertaining, right? <laughs> I, I don't know what that just was. As Viking fans, we often feel that, right? Like, we're just like, are they running the same play? Like, what is going on? This year is a different story, right? Super Bowl, let's go. Nobody? Nobody? Is Come on. We're used to being let down. Let's, let's just ride this to the Super Bowl. Pack, whoa, whoa, whoa. You need a quarterback for that. Um, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so imagine, so, so football team running a different play. Now imagine tonight, like a lot of us go out after, right? Some of you have done sports. You, you've, you've, you've done some kind of uh, um, practice. Like you're tired. You don't want to do anything, but you've been dreaming about a McDouble, right? Like you're just like, I cannot wait to go to McDonald's and punish 14 McDoubles because they're like $1.30 a piece. And I can just punish these things. And so you come up and you're like, oh, I've been hungry for this McDouble all day. I want five of those things. Bring them out to me. Let's go. And you're waiting there and they come out to you and you, you unwrap it and it's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. What is, you, what is your response? <laughs> so, some of you are like, I'm hungry enough. I don't care what it is, right? You might not even know that it's not a McDouble. It's like, oh, that was a peanut butter and jelly? <laughs> But you take it back, and, and he just comes out, and he brings you something else, like a chicken salad sandwich. And you're like, what the heck is going on here? And this guy's going, well, I'm, I'm a McDonald's employee, yeah, but I'm just making whatever I think you want, right? Like, can you imagine what that would look like? Wouldn't that make you upset? You guys, it's important to know who our leader is and that we trust that he will lead us in the best direction. And that we obey when given direction. Just like a football team needs to trust their coach. Just like a McDonald's employee needs to trust that the customer knows what they want. (laughs) That they can make what's on the menu. But you guys, just like God speaks to each of us. Do we recognize his voice? And are we obedient? If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Acts 9. You guys, it's important that we obey God when he's speaking to us because we never know about the possible outcome of what God is asking us to do. Sometimes God can ask you to do something and you're like, there is just no way. But you guys, we don't know that outcome. What we run into the the story here is, is this is after Jesus has gone to heaven. The early church is starting to form. It's growing and disciples are now becoming known as apostles, right? As an apostle, an apostle is just someone who's been sent out. Someone who's been given a mission to reach people for Jesus. They're on a mission from God, right? So not only are we to become followers of Jesus, we become disciples of Jesus. We do what we see Jesus doing, but then we become apostles of Jesus. You guys, an apostle hear God's voice, and then he goes. So an apostle hears God's voice and then goes. God wants to send you to your schools, to your homes, to your jobs, to your friendships, to your relationships. He wants you to walk up to somebody and be like, you know, the Lord and I, we have an understanding. I'm on a mission from God and this is his word for you, right? Like you don't have to do it that way, but you, 
we see in Acts 9 that the church is growing, right? But people are looking for ways to stop the movement. A man named Saul, who's, who's killing Christians, and then Jesus appears to him with a bright light, blinds him from this encounter, and then Jesus tells him to go into the city of Damascus and wait. And this is where we catch up with them. In Acts 9, verse 10, it says, In Damascus there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called him in a vision. Ananias, yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Lord, Ananias answered, I've heard many reports about this man and all of them, all of the harm he has done to your holy people in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. In verse 15, I want you to highlight that. If you can, highlight verse 15. It says, But the Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as we're coming here has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell off of Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptized and after taking some food, he regained his strength. You guys, I don't know about you, but I don't know that I would act like Ananias here. How many of you, if I were to tell you like, hey, I want you to go to the guy that just got convicted of murder, that guy, yeah, the guy, that guy, I want you to go and talk to him and tell him that Jesus has a plan for him. What would be your initial response? Pretty sure there's somebody better for this, right? Like, like uh-uh, like I'm not going unless there's armed guards. And, and how many of you would, would, would just be like, yeah, I think that's a good idea. I'm going to go do that. Would any of you just... Okay, some of us are up for a challenge. But you guys, verse 15 is where the rubber meets the road for Ananias. What does God tell him to do? What does God tell him to do? It's pretty easy. Shout it out. Bueller? Bueller? (laughs) Go. Right? Is that a pretty hard command? If God tells you to go, are you like, "Mm, God, what kind of go do you really want me to do? Like, go in my mind? Because I'm there. Like, I'm praying for him already. Right? Like, God tells him to go. Pray over Paul. What would have happened if in scripture we see instead of Ananias going and laying his hands on Saul, we just see him go like God's like, hey, go, go. I want you to go talk to Saul. And it says, Ananias says, nope. (laughs) End of story, right? Acts 9 is done. But what happens? Ananias didn't want to pray for Saul because he was scared of him, rightfully so. I can't fault Ananias for that. I don't want to go pray for somebody I know that just killed somebody and and is killing my friends, right? Like he's just like, yeah, he's killing everybody in St. Peter. Oh, I'm going to go to him, right? Like, 
But think about what happens if Ananias didn't go. You guys, Ananias had no idea the impact that his obedience would have, not just on him, but on the entire world. When you walk in obedience to God, it doesn't just impact you. It impacts the world. Do you realize that? Do you understand that? That when we walk in obedience to God, when we do what God is asking us to do, it doesn't just impact you. It doesn't just impact that awesome time of prayer that I had with that girl, but it impacts the world because now that girl goes home changed. Amen? Ananias chose to go. Ananias chose to be obedient. And what does Saul do? What does Paul do after? What do we know about Paul? Well, we know his name changes, right? What did he do? What did he write? Most of the New Testament, right? Like, we would have none of it if Ananias didn't walk in obedience. Paul is one of the most influential Christians that we have because we can read what he wrote. But none of it would have happened if Ananias didn't obey, if Ananias didn't go, if Ananias wasn't sent. You guys, it can be hard to tell if God is speaking to you. But the first thing that we need to do is if we want to know God's voice, we need to listen. God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason. Right? A lot of times we're using the one thing that overtakes the two things. There's a greater than symbol. Listen first. The more we listen to his voice, the more that we step out in faith, we take those baby steps, we're on a mission from God, the more we will recognize his voice. It just happens. The longer that I've spent with my wife, I can recognize quicker when she's angry with me, when she's not happy with me, when she's happy with me, when, I'm, when she's joyful, when she's sad. I know those things because I've spent time with her. As followers of Jesus, we need to obey his commands. So I'm going to ask you, what is he speaking to you tonight in this place? Has God asked you maybe previously to do things and you haven't done them? Has he asked you to follow through and you haven't followed through? I would ask you, do you need to go back? If it's sitting there, God's still saying, I want you to still do that. Right? And just like Ananias, you never know the consequences of you not following through on what God is asking. Ananias didn't know what would happen if he said, nope, right? But imagine if he would have. So as we close here, I want us to break into small groups. And I have three questions that I want you guys to talk about and, and take as long as you want. Um, we'll close it out in prayer as we, as we kind of see you guys wrapping up. But I want you guys to recognize when God speaks to you. If things are a little foggy, come talk to one of the leaders. There's leaders in the back and I'll talk with you. We can help you distinguish God's voice, right? That's what the body of Christ is here for. We can pray with you. We can help you understand what God is speaking to you. But once you hear it, it's out of our hands. Once you hear what God is asking you to do, it's up to you. Will you be sent? Will you be an apostle? And will you be obedient? 
So I want us to talk through think, three things as a group. So break into groups of four or five right now. But how would you have reacted if you were in the same situation as Ananias? When was the time you felt God asking you to go and do something? And why is it important for us to do what he has called us to do? Let's break that down and let's start talking about that now. Go ahead, guys. All right, guys. I hope your conversation is good. And know that God has called all of you, not only to be followers, but to be disciples and be what? Just talked about it. Apostles. You're sent. Think about that. You can all walk out of here like the Blues Brothers. The Lord and I, we have something. We're on a mission from God, right? Like, let's just pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for that, Lord. I pray that there be a realization for every student that's here, Father. That God, once we give our lives to you, not only do we we become like you, but then you send us. And what an honor that is to represent you. Father, I pray that our students would be bold in in their classrooms, in their schools, would be bold at home, would be bold in their jobs. Father, when it's easier to just kind of slide in and not say anything, uh, maybe be like the disobedient Ananias. Um, God, we choose to be like Ananias and just walk in obedience and say what you've asked us to say and do what you've, you've asked us to do. Uh, Father, I thank you for our students. I thank you that they're here. And and just pray that you would send them all from this place, that tonight they would realize that they are an apostle of you and that you are sending them. Father, we thank you for that. We pray these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. amen.